This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. God of Eternal Promises It's winter here in the Northern Hemisphere. January has turned to February, February has eked into March, and we're still looking for the first signs of spring. Daffodil greens, buds on the trees, the return of birds that migrated south. We'll start looking, but the temperatures where I live will still be mockingly low. It's cold. It'll be cold for a while yet. Every day, I hope it's going to be a little warmer, and every day when it's not, I think, will spring ever come? I know it will, but when winter refuses to loosen its grip, it's easy to forget. It doesn't feel like spring is on its way. Recently, we celebrated my son's 15th birthday, so of course my thoughts drifted back in time to when I was, to put it biblically, large with child. I remember sitting at my mom's birthday party, what turned out to be three days before Rowan came, but three weeks from his due date, and thinking, I am so uncomfortable, I need this kid to come soon. That pregnancy hadn't been fun. I'd been sick the whole time, I hurt from my insides to my skin, and while the thought of actually giving birth again gave me a rather hilarious moment of panic, I also felt that impatience that pregnant women are rather famous for feeling. Is this ever going to be over? I want my baby now! We know that days in the womb equal health for the baby most of the time, but even so, we're impatient. We want to move from potential to actual. We want fulfillment. We know they'll come. The child in our womb will not stay in our womb, but it doesn't always feel that way. God, when he created the universe, created it with motion. We mark that motion and call it time. He made us that way, as creatures who live in time and rely on time. He gave us minds capable of dividing that time into smaller and smaller portions down to nanoseconds, or into larger and larger portions, counting millennia and epochs. We can count it, but we can't escape it. We are children of time, and we're impatient. We look at that march of seconds and hours and days and weeks and months, and always we yearn for that next fulfillment. We wait for things, and we don't always wait well. We wait for the next season, the next break, the next vacation. We wait for that promised child or the promised job or the promised raise. We wait for the healing we need, the new treatment, the answer. We wait and we resent the now that isn't the then, when we have the thing we need or want. We stretch always forward, thinking the future a bright and sparkling thing. And we look back, remembering the past as something better than where we are now. How long, Lord, we pray along with the psalmist. How long must we wait for you? But we don't serve a God who is slave to the motion of time he created like we are. We serve a God who exists outside it, who looks on all of creation through all of time with omniscient eyes. He sees the then. He sees the now. He sees the was and the will be. He shapes time in his hands and sets us exactly where we need to be within it. And he makes us promises. I remember when my kids were toddlers. The span of their lives was so short that every day felt big to them. Every promise seemed to take forever to happen. Is it time yet? Or are we there yet? Mama? Now? All very familiar phrases, right? I remember a few snippets of those days from my own life. Do you? I remember being maybe four or five and visiting my grandparents. 
My parents were telling a story. I don't honestly remember what it was about. And they said it had happened a week ago. It did not, I remember yelling. It was months ago. It wasn't. But it seemed like that to me. It seemed so long ago. I would have sworn, and did, it had been way longer than a few days. How often is time, is fulfillment, is the promise skewed by our perception? As I read through the Bible in a year last year, I marveled time and again at how this plays out in Scripture. God made a promise to Abraham. First, he promised him a son, and it took decades for this promise to be fulfilled. Decades. How many of us would be that patient? If a child is the deepest desire of our hearts and God had promised us one, would we just wait on him to fulfill that promise? Or do we think, maybe he meant I'd be a parent through some other means, like Abraham did? God made promises to David, to the prophets, to Israel as a nation. He promised them a savior. He promised that they would be the means by which the whole world was blessed. He promised them they would be his people and he would be their God. He made a covenant with them, far stronger than just a promise, than just words. And that covenant came with expectations, things they needed to do and things he would do. But it took time, decades, centuries, millennia. Is it any wonder then that Israel got impatient, that they forgot, that they slipped away? To their eyes, God was taking too long. He'd forgotten them. It didn't feel like the promise was ever going to come. Looking back from the 21st century, we know that it did. That he kept his word, gave his word, and fulfilled his covenant. We know that in another blink of his eternal eye, whether that's a day or another million years, he'll fulfill the final promise of a second coming, a new heaven, a new Jerusalem. We know that eternity will overtake us and time will pass away. But it doesn't feel that way as we're struggling and striving against our own sins, our own limitations, our own weaknesses, does it? It's never easy to wait, not for the things we most need or most yearn for. It's never easy to be stuck in time and yet serve a God who is outside it. And yet, there's really comfort there too. We can rest assured that what we mess up in the moment, he will redeem in the ever after. When we can't see the next step on the path, he's looking on from above the maze, already knowing how it will turn out. When we think we can't make it one more day, he already knows their full number and stretched them out just so for us. We can know that those pieces we least understand will ultimately be for his glory and that his glory means our good. We don't serve a God of the get-rich-quick, the instant results, or the satisfaction guaranteed, but we do serve a God of eternal promises, a God of covenants, a God of his word. It isn't easy. Neither is waiting for spring or the arrival of that precious newborn or the cure. But we wait, because that's how he made us, creatures bound by time. We wait, and we learn, and in the waiting, we learn something more about him. We learn what eternal means, and we learn a little more how awesome is our God. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by Bookish Tees and Totes, bringing you t-shirt and tote bags for book lovers created by book lovers. Check out bookishteesandtotes.com to see our latest designs. 
Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv slash podcast for other shows I know you'll love.